0: From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by
1: VK1WIA. Hello there, I'm Graham VK4BB. This is WIA News for week commencing January 30, 2011. VK6LA becomes OA, antique wireless radio transmitter found in flood debris, Australia's Most Wanted, Riverina Field Day, US 6-metre signals into Eastern Australia, Black Ops, the Aspidistra transmitter. All these stories up and coming in this edition of news from the Wireless Institute of Australia, four-week commencing January 30, 2011. And as many of our regular listeners are aware, this program is being broadcast from the Radio Australia, the Radio TAB Australia studios in Brisbane, and engineering this week is none other than our 160-metre transmitter operator from Brisbane, Terry Stewart, VK4 Alpha Alpha Tango, who's with us here in the radio station for uh, a few weeks. So, uh, any problems, blame Terry. Nope, good to have you along, Terry. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. Out here in the flatlands of the Hay Plains, it can be heard on 146.525 megahertz with a 123 hertz subtone on IRLP node 6462 at 12.30pm and 6.30pm Sundays. I'm Indy, VK2 X-Ray Bravo. Lionel Allen. VK 6 LA and VK 9 Charlie Bravo has been awarded the Medal of the Order of Australia and the citation reads for service to the community of Cocos Keeling Islands through the preservation and promotion of local history and heritage. Lionel had worked on Cocos during the 60s and after retiring made several visits to Cocos to activate that rare VK 9 location for fellow amateurs. It was during one of these visits he looked for recorded history of the islands and, finding only minimal information, set about researching the Cocos Keeling Group of Islands. Years of painstaking research and many visits later, a more comprehensive picture of Cocos history has evolved and for this, plus his ongoing involvement with the promotion of Cocos history and heritage, Lionel VK6LA has been awarded the Medal of the Order of Australia. Antique wireless radio transmitter found in flood debris. Radio 4BC in Brisbane, along with the Toowoomba Chronicle, say that among the tons of flood debris, Lockyer Valley resident Howard Reck thinks he has stumbled across a family heirloom. Three days after the region was hit by floodwater, Mr Reck found what he believed to be a World War II or Korean War antique radio 30 kilometres downstream from Grantham. Speaking on 4BC, he explained how it looked like one of those big units seen in the MASH TV show, but has a Polish name engraved at some stage on the rear of the metal cabinet. So if you are the item's rightful owner and can provide information about its special markings, contact Toowoomba Chronicle reporter, Anthea Gleeson. That's Anthea Gleeson at the Toowoomba Chronicle. Libraries adopt RFID system. Melbourne Library Service has celebrated an historic milestone after implementing technology to enhance the efficiency of user transactions. Said to be the world's first RFID self-service solution with FPOS, it was implemented in the Melbourne City and East Melbourne Libraries. While many libraries have installed the RFID technology, this is claimed to be the first solution that allows users to pay outstanding fines. The RFID systems used in the Melbourne City Library, which averages 3,000 visitors and 3,500 loans each weekday, has produced the strongest response, given the bulk of these transition, transactions were previously conducted by library staff. In WIA news, field day logs due soon. In fact, very soon. Last week, VK7 News ran an item attributed to John Martin VK3KM who reminded listeners down there that the logs for the summer VHF UHF field day are due by Monday. That's tomorrow, Monday the 31st of January. So here is that very late reminder to the rest of Australia. For those who wish to enter the optional microwave challenge, the scoring sheet has an extra page for you to record the greatest distances worked on 1296 MHz and higher. Alternatively, you can include details of distances worked in the body of your email. Take a look at the website, on the email and internet editions of this broadcast for more details, but get cracking. It's got to be in by tomorrow. Australia's Most Wanted. It's been a while since we've had this little segment. Low Power Radio Solutions, LPRS, a European supplier of short-range radio devices, has provided a high-sensitivity, omnidirectional Yagi antenna to four amateur space enthusiasts who have now managed five successful high-altitude balloon flights into near space. The balloons are fitted with a computer probe and digital cameras to send information back to Earth as live internet events. SpaceBits is the brainchild of four technology enthusiasts from Portugal who have been inspired by recent amateur ballooning projects posted to the internet. Now, the web story, and with all items read on this national news web, details are available when you log on to wia.org.au and read the text editions. The web story is probably of immense interest to one VK4 ham in particular. Steve, VK4KHQ. Steve wants to hear from amateurs who have experience or dabbled with UAVs, unmanned aerial systems, particularly streaming real-time data for video and telemetry, etc. Please contact Steve on the contact points on the text edition of this news. Hams Across Australia, you're listening to VK1WIA and the WIA National News Broadcast. VK1 and notice is hereby given of the annual general meeting of the members of the Canberra Region Amateur Radio Club Incorporated to be held at Mount Muggamugga Scout Hall, 17 Astrolabe Street, Redhill ACT, Wednesday, Feb 23, 8pm. VK2. It's a while off, but July 31 sees the Riverina Field Day. This is a ham day put on by the Albury Wodonga Amateur Radio Club and opens at 10am at the Lavington Scout Group Hall, Lavington with admission of just $5. Traders, second-hand equipment, hot food, free tea and coffee, all welcome. Places for exhibitors and traders still available and for more information, contact Tom, VK2MY. VK4 or Q News and the Tark Incorporated's management meeting is this Tuesday. Yes, the management meeting of the Townsville Amateur Radio Club happens the 1st of February from 7.30pm at the club rooms. Now their club rooms are perched high atop the SES Headquarter building in Green Street, West End. Make sure you bring along something for the show and tell session but if you're a grey nomad or just visiting the Townsville area you also will be welcome at 730 on Friday, SES Headquarters. VK7 and the next meetings of the Northwest Tasmanian ATV Group are scheduled for Saturday, Saturday Feb 5, at the QDH of Ursula, VK7 FR00. Please note that this will be the club's AGM with a general meeting following the AGM. If any member would like to try his or her hand at being involved at managing the club, now here's your chance. Nomination forms are available. Amateur television activity is percolating along quite well, and in recent times, Ulverston has been fortunate in having two coastal amateurs relocate to its town. We're talking about Steve, VK7ZSJ, and Ross, VK7WP. And because they're in relatively close proximity to Tony, VK7AX, a renewed interest in ATV activity is taking place. Regular ATV transmissions on 70 CEMs are taking place with all the daily amateur radio broadcasts from VK7AX also being transmitted on 70cm ATV.
0: Produced by Q News for the WIA, this is the National News Service, relayed throughout Australia and originates from VK1
2: WIA. International news with thanks to RSGB, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. D-Star active in Johannesburg. The first digital repeater in Johannesburg is active on the air. The repeater is on loan for demonstration purposes and is offering amateurs an opportunity to experiment with D-Star. While there are other digital on-air technologies being used by amateurs... DSTAR is one of the first on-air and packet-based standards. DSTAR offers clearer signal and less bandwidth than its non-digital counterparts. As long as the signal strength is above a minimum threshold and no multipath is occurring, the same quality of data received is better than an analogue signal at the same strength. Golf Bravo 100 Delta is issued for the year of 2011 by Ofcom as a special event call sign. It will be used throughout the year to celebrate the 100 years of the Derby Wireless Club they hold claim to being the oldest continually active local wireless club in the world. Until the 25th of March, GB100D is operating from the Silk Mill Museum in the city centre of Derby. Over the horizon radar on 7 and 10 megahertz. The latest issue of the free IARU monitoring system newsletter reports on Russian radar in the 7 MHz band. The newsletter says that the over-the-horizon radar from Russia was active between 7,000 and 7,200 kHz with burst transmissions on five frequencies on December the 30th, 2010. The pulse rate was, as always, 66.66 pulses per second. Meantime, another over-the-horizon radar that is based in Cyprus has been destroying communications on the 10 MHz band every afternoon. QSLing, AWRL Logbook of the World, is now available to VHF and UHF operators.
3: The ARRL has announced that its very popular Logbook of the World has been upgraded to support awards based on Maidenhead grid squares such as VUCC and the Fred Fish Memorial Award. Logbook of the World is an online system for hams to use to confirm two-way contacts. It can also be used for various AWRL awards. Until now, it has been limited to confirming contacts on the high-frequency bands. Now members of the ham community who enjoy operation on 50 MHz and above can utilize its services as well. ICOM is out to stop whoever is supplying counterfeit copies of its popular IC v 8 2-meter handheld radio. Amateur radio newsline's Norm Seely, KI7UP, has the details. Fake transceivers, battery packs, and chargers began being reported in 2010. ICOM says that the differences between a real model ICV8 handheld and the knockoff phony radios are so small that a blind user might not know that they are using a fake radio. For example, the number two key on the real ICV8 is for the P beep function. On the fake radio, number two is Vox. Also, on the back of the Real Icom product, the serial number tag is black, while it is white on the fake radios. Listener-driven radio, an interactive audio software platform for broadcasters, is adding several new features. The company's SMS text messaging capabilities now make it possible for listeners to sign up for a text message to their mobile device when their favorite songs play. Listeners can also receive alerts via email, AOL Instant Messenger, Yahoo Messenger, MSN Messenger, Jabber, and Google Talk. For those not aware, listener-driven radio is a new model for radio, shifting stations from broadcasts to what it calls crowdcasts. That's where listeners vote, and the station's programming is affected in real time. You can now access 55 receivers worldwide on the GlobalTuners.com website. Receivers online operate a variety of modes, including the AM and FM broadcast bands, the shortwave spectrum, HF and UHF bands in various modes. Countries currently online include the USA, Australia, Finland, France, Germany, Greece, Italy, Hong Kong, the Netherlands, the Slovak Republic, Sweden, and the United Kingdom, to mention only a few. So far, there are 33,777 registered members, and you will have to sign up for an account if you wish to control a receiver. Listen for space tourists to once again operate on orbit from the International Space Station sometime in or after 2013. This after Russia announces it will start selling multi-million dollar tourist tickets to the International Space Station after a four-year hiatus. Virginia-based Space Adventures has had no seats to sell for the zero-gravity voyage, since billionaire Cirque du Soleil founder Guy Laliberte flew to the orbiting outpost back in October 2009. But according to recent news reports beginning in 2013 it will again offer three 10-day trips per year to the space station aboard
1: Russian Soyuz spacecraft. Across Australia from VK1 WIA you're tuned to the WIA National News Service and VK3 it can be heard on VK3 REC Repeater, on 147.175 MHz, at 9.30am on Sunday morning. The broadcast is repeated on Wednesday evening at 8pm. I'm John, VK3ARK.
4: Operational News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. Special Events and On-Air Contest Column, Dateline 2011. January 1-31, WIA, Ross Hall Memorial, VHF, UHF. February 26 and 27 ZL Jock White Field Day, March 19 and 20 WIA John Moyle Field Day Weekend, April 30 Worldwide Marconi Day 2011, Jock White Field Day 26 and 27th of February, Station ZL, it's time to get your team together for Field Day. Get those antennas sorted and give the generator set a test run. The single station 80-40 meter section will be continued on for 2011 after being a success last year. Rural changes are available from Steward, ZL2, TW, but included in the changes is the number of CW contacts per band has been reduced from 25 to 20. Special event Stations, Repeater, beacon, DX, and Advice. The first reports of US 6-metre signals into Eastern Australia occurred on January eleventh at the turn of the UT day. Steve VK3ZAZ says that for several weeks amateurs in ZL1 and ZL3 had made infrequent contacts with Mike, K6MIC, N5JH, and Bob. K6QXY, who runs a 44 element array, but nothing had extended to Australia. But on the morning of the 11th norm, bk 3 dut logged the K6FE beacon in California on 50.068 MHz, grid CM87. This beacon runs 100 watts in a Yagi antenna which at the same time was directed towards the South Pacific. Then Steve VK3OT on tuning the 6 meter band at 0035 UTC heard CW signals from N5JEH in New Mexico, USA on 50.105, running at around 579. He then tuned up to the U.S. call channel on 50.125 and encountered W0OGH in DM43, calling CQ on CW in a two-way occurred, the first in the USA from VK3 since cycle 23 in the year 2000-2001. Other stations active on 6 metres this month included VK5CP-9L, stroke Lord Howe Island, H44DA, Solomons, H40FN, to, move to hood by many VK3s who could not break his Kia, the DE1EV Beacon on 50.006, the AH2G Beacon on 50.004, KG60X Joe in Guam, several VKs from Darwin, FK8CP and FK8IA, and VK0KEV Macquarie Island. Blackrock Castle Observatory Cork. North Cork Radio Group will be active as EI1. NC stroke P, February 19 and 20 from Black Rock Castle Observatory, a 16th-century castle located four kilometres from the heart of Cork City on the banks of the River Lee. The castle has seen many uses in its vast history and now houses the cutting edge of space and observation technology. Matz SM6 lr is QRP from Sri Lanka as 4S7 LRG mainly on 160, 80 and 40 metres till the 4th of February. He hopes to take part in the CQWW160m CW contest at the end of the month, so anyone needing 407 on top band should keep a lookout for him. QSL is go via SM6LRR. Three Swedish amateurs are active from Madagascar until early February. They are signing five R8HL and are located on the mainland IOTA AF013 and on B Island IOTA AF057. For the island chasers, quite a rare one is due February, with CN2LWL being operated by a group of Italian amateurs from Hearn Island, IOTA, AF068. Dates are 1 to the 5th of February, and QSL info is via I8LWL. Good DJ4KW, and Gazilla DK9GG, will operate from V31YN and V31GW, respectively, in Belize, until the end of February. During the period 2 to the 8th of February, they hope to go to Southwater K. IOTA NA180, using the call V31YN-P. The Micro light Penguins group are off to another trip down south where they will activate VP8ORK from the South Orkney Islands. This is a rare one for DXCC purposes and they should be on the air till February the 8th. It's a puzzlement. With a call sign that looks like the word SIAM comes word of a tie operation from Sweden with Belgian operators. Special event station SI9AM from the King Chulalongkorn Memorial in Sweden, the largest type pavilion in the world outside Thailand, will be active until January the 31st. Operators will be RAF ON5RZ, Dirk on 7 DS, and Fons ON4AWT. Activity will be on 160 the 10 meters using CWS, SSB and FM. But the QSL use SM3 CVM direct or by the bureau. For more information, visit the SI9AM webpage. For VK1 WIA National News. I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham.
0: From the WIA News Hub in Brisbane and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service relayed via VK1 WIA.
1: A quick look at intruders and DJ9KR of Germany has published a list of broadcast stations of the world still operating in the 7 to 7.2 MHz amateur service radio band. The list is in Adobe PDF format. The latest version was published January eleven. Using it as a handy reference, you should be able to determine what station may be interfering with a QSO you're having and where that station is located. Of course, all the details when you Google... DJ9KR. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN
5: with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ARDF. This coming September, the 23rd to the 28th, sees Region 3 holding its ARDF championships in Bendigo, right here in VK3. At this stage, teams from the Region 3 societies attending are China, the CRSA. Korea, the KARL, New Zealand, NZART, Japan, JARL, and Malaysia, MARTS. Non-Region 3 teams to attend the event are from Czech Radio Club, the CRC, and the Kazakhstan Federation of Radio Sport, the KFRR. For more information regarding the event, please email vk 3 ww at wia.org.au. Worldwide Special Interest Groups CW, host required for the High Speed Telegraphy World Championship 2011. Following the decision made at the last HSTWC, the IARU Region 1 HST Working Group is looking for an IARU Region 3 member society to host the next 9th IARU High Speed Telegraphy World Championship in 2011. Details of the requirements from Z32TO. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. Researchers at the University of Surrey and Surrey Satellite Technology Limited, SSTL, have developed Strand1, a satellite containing a smartphone payload that will be launched later this year. strand One Surrey Training, Research and Satellite Demonstrator is being developed to demonstrate the advanced capabilities of a satellite built quickly using advanced commercial, off-the-shelf components. Smartphones pack lots of components such as sensors, video cameras, GPS systems and Wi-Fi radios that are technologically advanced, but a fraction of the size, weight and cost of components used in existing satellite systems. And, because many smartphones also run on free operating systems, that lends themselves to online software developers, creators of applications or apps for smartphones that could feasibly develop apps for SATs. If a smartphone can be proved to work in space, it opens up a lot of new technologies to a multitude of people and companies for space who usually can't afford it. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Military, Aspidistra transmitter site on BBC TV. On Monday last, the BBC broadcast an item about the Aspidistra transmitter site and an engineer at the old TX site, radio amateur Les Rawlings, G3FET, was interviewed. This Inside Out show explores a secret weapon hidden deep beneath the Ashdown Forest, Aspidistra. A 500 milliwatt medium wave transmitter used for black propaganda against the Nazi occupied Europe during World War II. Series 19, episode 3-9 of Inside Out can be watched again. But remember, as the BBC web broadcasts to viewers who are outside of the UK, they are censored. So you'll need the services of a UK-based proxy server or a product such as Expat Shield. Worldwide special interest groups, Rescue Radio, Amateur Radio Overseas helps rescue coordination. Radio amateurs in Brazil have received high praise from Brazilian civil defence authorities during their recent flooding. Lieutenant Colonel Roberto Robaday Robert says, Without their help, we couldn't have done anything in those first few days. Radio amateurs took their radio equipment to key points across the town to provide a communications link between rescue groups. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne.
0: Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Brisbane, it's relayed on 147 MHz at 9am Sunday. From the Brisbane VHF Group's VK4 RBN on Mount Glorious, I'm Bryn. VK4 Fox Foxtrot. As time goes by, VK4BB
1: rewinds to ham radio's halcyon days. The Australian newspaper site, theaustralian.com.au, has an interesting article on a plan to dig for the remains of a World War II tunnel at Stella Luft 3 called George, which may contain radio equipment. The movie The Great Escape with Steve McQueen made Stella Luft 3 and its tunnels Tom and Harry infamous. Now it's George's turn. George, which was built after the breakout of 76 British and Commonwealth airmen in March 1944, will soon be celebrated when a team of British engineers travel to the remains of the camp to excavate it. The team, who have already identified the entrance to George, hope to find evidence of the preparations that imprisoned airmen made in anticipation of their German captors turning on them when Soviet forces pushed back the German lines. The tunnel entrance was in the theatre. Now, five rows back from where the stage was and three seats across, has been found what you may call a hollow, a depression in the ground. George is obviously still there. Some former POWs believe there will be escape equipments and items, including radio receivers, that were stashed there before the march. Air Commodore Charles Clark, who went into George while he was held in Stalaglove 3 and is now President of the Ex-Prisoner of War Association, said that some prisoners left more personal items in the tunnel, including artwork. You can read the full story when you pop along to theaustralian.com.au.
0: This is VK1WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au
1: Now a look at the social scene from the WIA Feb 13 in VK3 Centre Victoria Radio Fest number 4 at Kitan Racecourse Feb 27 in VK3 Yarra Valley Hamfest at the Gary Cooper Pavilion 16 Anzac Avenue Glen, opens 10am Also, Feb 27 in VK2, Central Coast Amateur Radio Club's Hamfest at Wyong. Start time there. The gates are opening, actually, at 6.30am. In March, March 13, VK3, EMDRC's White Elephant Sale at Heathmont. April 9 in VK6, the Hills Amateur Radio Group's Hagfest at the Club Room's Les Murdy. April 18 worldwide is amateur radio the first technology based social network it's world amateur radio day April 18 May 27 to 29 WIA's AGM weekend in Darwin for all details on that email secretary at wia.org.au June 10 to 12 in VK4 far north and north Queensland amateur radio gathering at King Reef Resort Curramine Beach July 31, VK2 and 3, Riverina Field Day, 10am at the Lavington Scout Group Hall. August 7, VK2, Lismore Region, it's Sark Fest. September 23 to 28, in Region 3, it's the Region 3 ARDF Championships being held in Bendigo. November 20 in VK5, Adelaide Hills, Amateur Radio Society's Ham Fest, Goodwood Community Centre, Rosa Street, Goodwood. Next year, 2012, the 15th IARU Region 3 Conference will be held in Vietnam. And January 23 to Feb 17 in the good year 2012 is World Radio Conference, WRC 11, Geneva, the 23rd of January to the 17th of February. And finally on the social scene, also in 2012, in VK5, May 3 to 18 is YL International 2012, Australia. All right, well, that does take us to the end of WIA National News for another week. Don't forget, when you see something that interests you as an amateur radio operator, it probably will interest others. So put pen to paper, or better still, drop us an audio clip, and we'll put your news on the WIA National News. But please, <laughs> don't send us photographs. And also, please, don't send just URLs. Write the story as you'd expect to hear it. OK, I'm Graham VK4BB. We're out of here. Walk softly.
0: In the nation's capital with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.